Sessions. This is Armored Mod. Welcome to the other side of live. Now That's for it. your host, little dancing, little dancing princess is dancing. She got the tiara on. As I'm entering my booth, <laughs> I'm trying to make it. Welcome everybody. Welcome to the other side Hello. of live. <laughs> Ooh, good backdrop. <laughs> there we go. It's going to be an interesting. Uh, it's going to be an interesting night tonight. Uh, I am not in my normal place. We only got half. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> had you set up wonderfully over one spot. He did. There was a beautiful mural over where I was set up before. But right now I've got a very big screen. So why are you where you are tonight? Uh, tonight I am actually shooting a, a video. <laughs> yes, I do social media. I can remember these words. I am doing a video, a Universal Healing Dow video that involves um, sexual energy work for men. So, uh, my co-author Serena Stone has done one that is for women and now I'm doing a men's one. And Jeff Southwick, who is behind me, is helping me out with that. And, and yeah, everything's kind of groovy. But that's not what we're going to talk about tonight. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we are only going to be talking about Dancing with Fear tonight. And I'll tell you, setting up for this video, a little bit of fear. I got to tell oh, you, yeah. working through, it's it's something completely different than I'm used to. I'm used to doing vlogs. I'm used to just rattling on about, you know, chasing and catching your dreams. This is a lot of, of intricate things that you have to say. It's, it's like this, a lot of technical stuff. And so it's completely different. Uh, it looks great what we've done. I think we've got, what, what now, two minutes of video? <laughs> we've shot all day. An hour of tape. An hour of tape. Two minutes of video, hour of tape. Great stuff. But 30 minutes of priceless take. Uh, yeah, 30 minutes of priceless outtakes. Where Great. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is where Jeff is like, oh, you do cuss. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Prolifically, which is a big word. Welcome. I've almost got all of my side panel. I do have all of my side panel filled now. And there's I, even more. Is it, what? Is it way bright? Yeah, yeah. It's really hot. Oh, okay. Sorry. I think. And by hot, I don't mean temperature. No, I got you. You're fine now. <laughs> oh, I got Naomi Mimi is actually calling in. Hello, Naomi Mimi. Okay, you can't call in and not say nothing. Hello. That was not allowed. <laughs> If you need it louder or quieter, or will it help you to not hear them all at the same time? Hello. No, this is good. Okay. This is good. I like hearing them all at the same time. I think that's cool. Howdy. Okay. So tonight we're going to move right ahead, forging right ahead, unless anybody wants to talk about their week, weeks. I'll take that as a no. You all know what I've been doing. This is actually my outfit for the video shoot. Very nice. Very Will Schuster, I got to tell you. Inspired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm gleeful. How about that? Oh. Tonight we're talking about dancing with fear. At, at first, it was called uh, dealing with fear or confronting fear, or, or you know. And you don't really ever ever get rid of fear in your life. No matter what happens, you're always it's always there. You can you can overcome it, but it's always there. So I call this dancing with fear. 
because you can also use it as something that's helpful to you. It can also, it can be the impetus, you know, fear is not a, a bad emotion, it's a negative emotion. It certainly has its uses. And we're gonna go ahead and start with, uh, I like the format that we used last time. So we're gonna start with one of the most famous quotes about fear by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And spiders. And spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jump ahead. We're going to talk about that stuff. And Charles. And be Charles. very afraid of Charles. <laughs> I might actually be standing behind you. You never know. And zombies. No, you're not. Zombies. Yes. And zombies. In the chatterbox. And David's scary clown mask. <laughs> David's scary clown mask. Yeah, don't bring that up when he's here. He'll put it on again. <laughs> right, and the scary mask. Right, right, right. So what? what is fear? A survival instinct? It can be that. Absolutely. That's a positive way of looking at it. But, you know, going back to MiriamWipster.com, our old standby, fear is to be afraid or apprehensive. Expect with alarm. And then I threw in a feeling. Thank you, Hello Kelly. She brought out the Miriam Webster. <laughs> so what are you afraid of? Spiders was brought up. I, I got to say that's fine. Failure. Failure. Oh, you're going right to the serious stuff. Failure. Now, I'm, I'm with Naomi. That's probably, you know, that it's my or. biggest fear. Yeah. You know, failing your kids, something like that. I think that's true with a lot of us. For failure. Yeah. Needles. Rochelle Fast says. I want, Why would you be afraid of needles or spiders? They're just things. Well, see, I remember when I was a kid, I, I was in uh, either a ditch or near a ditch, and I remember my dad picking me up and carrying me out. And I was like, he's like, you got bit by a spider. I'm like, no, I bit my ants. He's like, no, you got bit by spiders. I was never afraid before then. Right. And now, you know, I used to play with spiders. I remember that. And now I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of spiders. Sharon's got a good one. Rejection and disapproval by others. Mm. That is Driving good. <laughs> that goes along with failure too, I think. Yep. And I think it's Kirsten mentioned success. How many people are afraid of success? You know, to the point where you'll sabotage yourself. Well, or, I think or, fear of success. Fear of success is really fear of the unknown. Right. You know, you're not afraid of succeeding. You're afraid of being in a different situation that you don't really know your way around. Right. Absolutely. But you know, afraid that you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to thrive in that, in that, on that, at that level. Well, I think it goes back to the rejection. Is maybe you're afraid you don't deserve it. Yeah. 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 That. that might even come from our upbringing you know mom and dad said I was a bad kid so I obviously don't deserve this so I'm going to go and do this instead you know or mom and dad wanted me to be this mom and dad wanted me to be a doctor 
Uh, and I've always wanted to be a, you know, a singer or a dancer. And so I feel bad, so I'm going to not be good at anything. Yeah. But that's falling back on being victim of, of that kind of stuff. Well, I think I think too many people put what they do and, and they substitute that for who they are. And so they're afraid of failing yeah. at what they do because then they fail at being somebody. Okay, now we're officially recording for Stickham. <laughs> I fear, I fear that uh, when we have something set up, that for some reason you get technical difficulties, and you have to deal with that, and you not you may not come out on time, or you may not begin recording. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I have a couple of fear quotes here, but. Um, you know, it, living through that a couple of times, you get used to it, and you're like, ah, it's just that. I remember the my very first live cast. You know, we had that problem. All right, somebody needs to. Okay. Somebody needs to what? Turn off a microphone. Carl Young. The one, the, the one that's near someone's typing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carl Jung says the most terrifying thing to accept, the most terrifying thing is to accept oneself completely. That's kind of fallen into that success thing. So what's what's been your yeah. relation to that quote? So accepting myself completely. Yeah, you know, I mean, looking how, into how the looking into the darkness, looking into the uh, the stuff that I, I find not so nice. I think I had a harder time with that before when I first began doing it. Now that I've cleared out a lot of that stuff, it's not such a bad glance. I mean, there's still stuff there, just different layers of it. So I'm not as afraid. It's like you get used to, you can get used to anything. A lot of people are afraid of being, uh, speaking in front of other people. But on exposure to that, you get used to it and it becomes less, less of a fear. You know, I have a fear of spiders, but I'd love to go to a pet store and, and put them on me and just, deal with that and have less of a fear so i think you know looking at yourself in the beginning it's very hard you don't know what you're going to see there you, you maybe you're going to see everything that your your parents you know said bad about you or those things that you find to be true but you do it enough times first of all you're going to used to going to get loose used to the reflection second of all you know what you're seeing there you're going to start cleaning up anyway so every time you look it's not going to be as as ugly you're going to find beauty in your own reflection mm -hmm. you know and we talk about fear as a thing fear is a uh, that feeling you know that that thing that stops us hey i really want to go talk to that person oh but i'm so nervous or hey i really want to go go for that job and oh i'm so nervous or hey i want to go and 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 try this new thing but i'm so nervous you know you're paralyzed by fear you can actually almost feel it clutching around your heart. Thank you, sir. You know, how many of you have, have had that effect? Yeah, I, could, I, I don't know about the, the clutching of the heart, but I've, I can see what you're saying about, you know, I've always, I've always been the kind of guy that had no fear. You know, I didn't fear speaking in front of people. I didn't fear trying anything, especially when everybody else was afraid. That's usually why I charge headlong into it. But at times, I guess maybe I did have a fear of success, 
because there have been times when my wife has encouraged me or other people encouraged me to go and try to do something and you know i'll say oh no now is not the right time or no you know i want to hold off or you know and it pro- part of that probably was you know, i didn't think i was good enough i didn't want the rejection uh there right have you ever had a uh, you've ever had that moment where where you wanted to do something and you just kept yourself back and you missed out on an opportunity because of it oh yeah what do you tell um uh, i'm too afraid <laughs> <laughs> i have a thing i have a thing with being on camera very yes. good answer you're afraid yes. of being on camera <laughs> really Yes, I have, a, I have a fear of being on camera. I'm very afraid of of the camera. Um, but uh, yes, I I tend to do that quite a bit, um, especially recently. It's been with my dancing, um, being approached to to do like an exposition or um, being approached by you know people that want me to book a gig or come and teach a lesson or teach a class and because I have it in my head that because so-and-so or this person or I didn't place in this contest or I didn't do as well as I wanted here or there, um, that I turn the opportunity down when really it would be better for me just to take it, to mess up, to get past that fear and that nervousness because I'm... I'd love, I'd love to dance at champion levels with, with West Coast Swing, and the only way that I'll be able to get there and do that is by practicing and doing it. Um, so that's my thing. Exposing yourself to that. Hello, 602. Hello. Who is this? Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I just the voice dropped and he became so serious. Hi, Katie. <laughs> I thought it was funny. My creepy voice. <laughs> not my creepy voice. <laughs> um, Trust me, that's not my creepy voice. <laughs> see, I've never, I've never understood the fear of outside influence, uh, like getting on camera. I was on, I was being interviewed on TV when I was eight years old for being homeschooled, and I was in the paper and that kind of thing. Uh, I just. I, my dad was a preacher, so I was always paraded in front of people doing different things. What I've always been afraid of is, or I guess what kept me from being afraid of outside influence was internally. You know, I've always been afraid to fail the ones who actually loved me. To to, which is actually what I do quite often is I fail my wife and I, I, I fail my family. Not you know, not that I'm a horrible person, but you know, the thing you fear is probably the thing you're going to do the most. But with that, that being my fear, with the uh, I kept everybody away. I kept this big wall around me to keep people out because my fa- my biggest fear was being known and then truly being rejected, not being worthy of other people. That everything else mm-hmm. is paled. I mean, you know, being on TV is nothing because it's not really me. It's just something I do. Uh, so I've never understood. You know, I've never been on the level that Naomi Mimi is. I guess that's who's talking about dancing. Um, but you know, every day. But you will be someday. <laughs> every day every day uh you know if i failed if i failed at doing what i do as a business uh which we won't self-promote anything if i failed at doing what i do i would start over something else but if i failed at my family 
if I fell to the point that I lost my family, you know, through divorce, whatever, that to me would be my ultimate failure. And for the longest time, I didn't even face that. And that made me fail even more. Because yeah, when you're afraid, you don't even want to face what you could be doing. Uh, absolutely. Avoidance behavior is a great, a great way of, of dealing with fear. You know, I'll work on everything else that I want to work on until oh. I get to that one thing. Uh -huh. In fact, I'll do more work on these other things than rather than that one thing I want to avoid, which is probably the most important thing I should be doing. And if I get it on the out of the way, I will probably feel the best out of anything else I'm working on that day. Well, you know, it reminds me of a, a friend of mine who uh, does vlogs and podcasts instead of working on public speaking. <laughs> Came to mind there. Sorry. <laughs> <You jackass>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely. You're right, though. You're right. I've been so busy. I haven't had time to work on my work on my motivational speaking. I haven't been able to get back to Toastmasters for at least three weeks now. I have not rehearsed any of my speeches. And you know what what happens when I don't do that? I don't move forward. All this other stuff. Mm -hmm. no. Now, motivational speaking, if I were to move forward with that and really hit it, a lot of these other things would fall into place. But I'm at that, I'm at, like Seth Godin says, the dip. It's, I've moved beyond natural ability and now it's the work part. And there's a lot of other work that's going on and legitimate work as well. And yep. it's, you know, it's it's two steps forward, one step back. And when it comes to things that you're afraid of, you know, you have to, I know for, for myself, you, you have to give yourself or allow yourself to to struggle with it and, and to take a break and to not, you know, constantly, because we can emotionally exhaust ourselves to the point where you can't do anything. And, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Ronnie, how about you? You've had and talked about what you're afraid of or what keeps you back. Um, it's funny. I will say that uh, I'm comfortable having conversations with people I know, but if I'm in a room of, say, 100 people, which I was in today, and um, you're going around the room making comments and it's something I'm really passionate about, I find that I get flustered. It's like I kind of over-talk myself. I talk a little too fast and then I feel like I need to slow down and then I'm all wrapped up in how fast I'm talking. And, um, you know, it's like my heart rate will get a little elevated, which makes me talk faster. So, so um, you know, and I experienced some of that today in a uh, one of the panel, one of the core conversations I attended here at South by Southwest. Um, and I don't really know how to address that other than to just keep going. You know, like the first time you go to an auction, your heart rate gets all elevated and you bid on stuff that you don't really want because you're all wrapped <laughs> up in the moment. Yeah. Um, it's like this exactly the same feeling. It's like this little adrenaline rush that keeps you from necessarily being as effective. Um, but that's, that's the thing that comes to mind as far as, um, things that I'm afraid of. It's not that I'm afraid of it happening because I obviously go ahead and throw myself into it, but um, I don't function at my best. And of course, I'm always afraid of, you know, to all of us, we're, we're afraid of being in a situation where we don't function at our best. Yeah. And yet there are people who see you from the outside and they think you're phenomenal. They're amazed at what you do. 
you know, in a month, I've seen you in a room of people, people you don't know. <laughs> You're fantastic. Yeah. And now, and we look at these people and we think if we had their ability, oh, the things we could do. And yet, you know, other people looking at us thinking the same thing. If I had your ability, I'd be a motivational speaker. <laughs> right, 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 right. exactly. <laughs> and just remembering that we are our own harshest critic. So, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> and it, it helped me so much when I had people telling me, you know, that that was so amazing. How were you able to go in there and just talk to that person or just approach that person? Yeah. Or, you know, it's when, when they're coming to me and I would go, wait, you, you mean you, you liked what I did? And they were like, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> you did that so well. And I'm like, oh, that's news to me. You know, and and um, that's been a big theme for me in the last couple of months is realizing that reaching out to other people, giving them positive feedback, even if they don't ask for it, going to that speaker that just, you know, talked in front of 2000 people and saying, wow, that was really awesome. You know, thank you for doing that, because it, it doesn't matter how big of a celebrity or personality they are. Everybody needs to have that feedback to know that they're they're doing a good job that they're they're getting over past their fears and so yeah yeah uh one of the guys here draven jake i think he was responding to ronnie being in a room and talking about what she's interested in and and uh, he said something about he he fears uh uh, he goes when i get there i clam up for fear of them rolling their eyes or just ignoring me and you know, I guess I used to be the same way. I, I do a lot of talking. It's, it's basically what I do for a living. I just don't get paid for it. But I used to be, oh, you know, if I say something to offend somebody or if I say something that somebody's bored with. Now if somebody goes, well, what you just did is boring, I'm, I get pissed off. I'm like, and? Nobody told you you had to stick around for it. I find it interesting to shove off. You know, but a lot of people had that fear. And I did, too. I mean, I did have that fear of, holy crap, you know, if, I, if I'm if i not interesting. And sometimes that is a feedback, obviously. But we're talking about in the aspect of fear. Uh, I'll charge a room, man. I'll step into any room and, and just talk away and take over. And, and because I, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot six. I've always been the biggest person in the room practically and i'm loud so it's something I, I can't avoid so i just embrace that early on however i do usually walk away knowing that either the room didn't really know who i was or uh feeling like i did something wrong perhaps in there you know because it's still a mechanism of defense yeah 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 that was pretty much where i was today right <laughs> What about getting angry? Do you ever get mad angry when somebody scares you or something scares you? Yeah. I see that reaction with guys a lot, especially if it's yeah. a visceral re yeah. reaction. You know? Yeah, hmm. my, mine comes out a lot of my kids. When I see them about to do something dangerous, you know, I'll just light into them. And, you know, they're, they're not hurt. They're not fine. But you had that instant reaction. And I'll be chewing on them. Just like, do you want to get killed? Do you really want to get killed? And they're like, why? Are you going to kill me? Because, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's Yeah, you, you do. I, I can I, I agree with that statement. Is that uh, guys definitely have that anger reaction when fear comes up. Yeah. What about, what about the women, Ronnie or Naomi? Um, I, get, I don't uh, get angry. 
ahead. Ryan first. You I go. I think they get polite. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, set, go. Naomi, you go. Uh, okay, I get I get what uh, a friend of mine has, has affectionately termed scared little bunny rabbit. And um, I tend to want to soothe and pacify. Um, I I have some childhood shit that it's it's like quick, you know, disarm the situation so that I don't get hurt, so that, you know, things don't go worse, so that it, I'm very much so soothe, 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 run away, back off, you know, get very quiet. Um, and... So that's how that's how I deal with with fear. I get very quiet, very withdrawn, very very pacifying and yeah, as I'm making these motions with my hands. <laughs> very submissive, very almost beta dog. Where you see that, you know, one dog coming up to another one and just looking around its nose and saying, uh, "I'm okay, don't bite me." So very submissive. That's another one. You know, I grew up in a, a, an alcoholic household, and uh, I, I pick up a lot of those submissive traits, and have spent many years trying to get beyond them. Especially if somebody, you know, reminds me of my father, you know, or anything like that. Mm. You know, those mm. times, and it just it just comes out, and you're just like, oh, and then you hate yourself afterwards. All right, I do. Well, <laughs> today I had to really work myself up to saying anything in this room. I was at a I was at a core conversation, which is supposed to be a room conversation about how technology is affecting uh, the way we eat. And I'm in there with the people that run the websites for the Food Network and Food Incorporated and Recipes.com and the people that made the movie Food Inc. and people that are developing apps, around, you know, and, and um, I made this comment that nobody liked, which was um, I said that that um, that we were having an elite conversation because I try to sell food in the Midwest and the South, and you would like to think that people are looking for gourmet and healthier items, but that's not how people are voting with their dollars. And the, the, the few people that were from Texas agreed with me, but the other 250 people did not like what I had to say. <laughs> oh, good for you, girl, though. That's too many people. Well, and the people... So good for you. Well, well, the reason I said it was because the people that made Food Inc., which was about corporations involved in food, their next project is dealing with nutrition and how it's not really being met in areas of the country with lower education levels and with lower technology levels. And so I thought this was really a very valid comment. And we really weren't having an elite conversation. This was a room full of people that spent hundreds of dollars for a conference this week and who are developing apps that are applying to people from the East and West coast and from Europe. And so I said, I said, I would love to think that my Texas customers want to eat a spinach quesadilla, but they don't. They, they all come to my counter and ask where the funnel cakes are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll take the spinach quesadilla. And, uh, that's, that's for me. <laughs> yeah, my spinach pesto quesadilla is actually pretty rocking. What about but, a spinach funnel cake? Oh, uh, Right. Oh, no. but, you know, and I and I said I said I'm not going to say that I don't sell these, but I am going to tell you honestly that it's 10% of my income, and the 90% of my income is selling crap that people have have in their head. I'm going to a festival, so I'm going to eat, 
this fattening fried thing. Exactly. Now, this is completely different in the South and the Midwest than from the East Coast. On the East Coast, I do shows where I have audiences that expect one at least one booth to be completely vegetarian, and they expect somebody to be able to address their gluten intolerance issues. You know, the coasts are different, and my argument to these people was, I said, you're in Austin, and you think you're in Texas, but you're not. <laughs> Austin is a big city that happens to be located in Texas, and that wasn't necessarily... It wasn't received well. Although I did talk to the food eat people afterwards and gave them some contact information for people that were doing stuff that applied to their next project. But, well, yeah, but in the middle of saying all this stuff, I'm realizing no one in the room likes what I'm saying. And so having to finish my thought while knowing that I've got, you know, 200, 250 people not happy with me. They didn't like being called elites. And uh, now I know that that's actually a, a, a button and I pushed the button. I could have said all of that without calling them elites and possibly not push the button. Right. But at the same time, you know, that's that's a fear that we all have to get over and that's a fear that I don't have is a fear of pushing people's buttons <laughs> which gets me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> I will be the one that's like, I will rock the boat here. This is not right. So, you know, good on you. Well, I find well, so I'm even rocking I the boat. Sorry. No, I was gonna say even in my coaching, I, I tend to push buttons. You know, yeah, you I, do. Uh, That's your job. The name Morden is very well suited. Biting reply, very well suited for for some of my style sometimes. But you know, I I look at it as as that I'm a coach, not a you know I'm not your buddy or your pal. You know, I'm there to to push you a little bit if that's where you want to go. If you're there, if you're here to play play your best and I'm going to help you get there. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. But enough about me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ronnie's on the The thing that's that right. I'm dealing with right now is um, I'm actually starting off on the road soon and Yay. I don't know. What? Yay, oh, she said. Sorry. Um, I'm I don't really know like any of the running people and I'm new and I don't know who to talk to. So I end up being the awkward one <laughs> in the corner in many conversations that it just kind of like smiles and nods and then kind of just wanders around and doesn't really know who to talk to. And it's so awkward and I know people are ignoring me and it doesn't really, <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> I think she just died. But, no, I think that's Ronnie playing with her earpiece. That was me. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, Princess, do you, you find... Noise? Do you find... Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you, don't be afraid. <laughs> but no, do you, do you find, Katie, that when you're the quiet one and the awkward one, don't you find that somebody who's more overbearing and outgoing comes up and talks more and carries a conversation for you? No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, usually what I end up doing is uh, is finding someone who's a weekender like I am right now and and hanging out with them. But I'm doing stand-up tonight where a bunch of the, the runnies go. So I know that, that Morton's going to be doing his video shoot, so I'm going to be <laughs> um, trying to make people laugh 
alone. You need to record it. Horrifying. Yeah. Um, I don't have a camera, but maybe someone will. I don't know. But I'm just kind of scared in general right now. Is it an open mic? Yeah. So how do we how do yeah. we redef- so how do we redefine that fear? How do you how do you work your choices in and and redefine the fears to becoming something that's actually going to help you instead of hinder you? Mordant, this would be where the Mordant live and Ricky. <laughs> Hello, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, fear is a good, I think fear is a good thing. You know, we're all jumping uh, jumping ahead on this, but I think fear is a good thing. For one thing, it points out those places where, where we have a little bit of weakness, the things that make us nervous. Uh, often it's stuff that we don't want to deal with. In this case, in this case, it kind of weeds out the weak. Yeah. And if you can push through this, there's that rite of passage. You know, it's your driver's license. I've done this. I've stood on stage my knees trembling and said and told god awful jokes and by that i mean just bad timing's bad delivery's bad everything's bad but then you belong to this company of people all those comics that are on stage with you even the best of the best who are going to be able to sit there and go yes me too jerry seinfeld mm-hmm. yes me too carlos mencia yes me too steve martin yes me too I can't say that. I've not been on that stage and done stand-up. Tonight, you will get to do something that that I've never done. And you're going to get to be able to say, yes, me too, if you push yourself through it. And how this works is if you conquer this fear, then you're like, oh, so that's possible. I can conquer this other fear then, whether that's taking you deeper into stand-up or taking you in another direction. Oh, I can deal with this. Well, then I can deal with the bully down the street, you know, or, hey, I deal with the bully down the street. I can do stand up, <laughs> you know, however it works for you. So it's certainly that that it gives you that driver's license of, look, I've come this far and other people have not, especially with what you're doing tonight. It's a rare thing. Uh, if uh, Jeff wants to say something, you're gonna have to step up and say something. You can't do it over there. Everybody, this is this is my good friend Jeff, who is videoing me and and, and obviously has a comment. No, let him see you. Oh my! Hi uh, to your sorry. Hello, Jeff. Hi to your hi, hi Jeff. To our stand-up person, the the coolest thing about doing anything like that when you're scared is. The bottom line is everything that Ricky said, I, I totally agree. And I've done some pretty interesting things through my life. I've, I've lived a really cool life. But the, the best thing is it's an experience that you've done. I mean, you get to say from now on that you've done that. And I mean, what percentage of people can ever say, I've told jokes on stage? You know, I'm, you know we've all told jokes anywhere else, but it's a life experience you chalk up now. And the best thing about it is, you never, ever, ever have to think of it as, I wonder if I'm any good at it. You'll know after tonight. And you might not be great tonight, but the bottom line is you might say, hey, that wasn't as bad as I thought, and you want to pursue it. But the cool thing is you'll know by the end of tonight whether you want to keep pursuing it or not. It might be the worst thing ever. You might bomb viciously, but you'll at least... No, 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 it's a great thing. I mean, the, the, no, yeah, yeah. 
the, the bottom line is you'll at least know that. You know what I mean? Like so many people yeah. are in fear of trying anything. I, 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 I teach. I teach high school kids. And the worst thing is, is like five years after they come back or 10 years when they come back, they go, God, I really wish I would have wrestled or I really wish I would. We were having this conversation today about of sports that we didn't play in high school that yeah. we kind of wish we might have. And, you know, the thing is, if you don't do those things, if you never try them, you never know whether you're good or not. And then you just live with those little dreams or those regrets the rest of your life going, gosh, I wonder if I could dance on stage or I wonder if I could do this. You'll know. And, you know, I think that's the coolest part of everything is you now know. So best of luck. I knock them dead. Break a leg. Okay. <laughs> and also to reiterate, you know, you, you may bomb tonight, but you may still want to push forward and then you might become a great success because that has happened with other comics as well, where, where they were just mm -hmm. awful their first time out, first few times out. And they pushed and did the work and then move forward. They put in their 10,000 hours, Absolutely. as Malcolm Gladwell says in The Outliers. Mm -hmm. Put in the work, and they move beyond, well beyond natural ability into skill. So you could do that, no matter what. Yeah, I'd like to say something to this. Um, I went to a workshop, or a, a panel today, that had five major comedians on it talking about using different technologies in presenting their comedy. It was like oh, the editor of The Onion. No, it wasn't Conan. It was the editor <sighs> of The Onion. It was the woman that wrote Portlandia, who stars in it. It was the um, the producer of the channel, the IFC Network. It was Chris Hardwick, who does Nerdist. And it was the guy, Scott Ackerman, who does Comedy Death Ray. And um, he does a radio show, which was or a podcast show, web show, that was actually a complete failure called Between Two Ferns that the whole room went nuts for. So it's obviously a nerd favorite. Um, but uh, they were talking about failure today, and they were talking about putting yourself out there. And Ackerman said, basically, uh, Between Two Ferns was a complete bomb because it was actually designed to be a TV show, but it's now huge. Um, but his quote was, your first failure in your career is the tell on whether or not you will have a career. Um, and then Chris Hardwick said, "You can't with technology... And, and access the way it is today, you can't really fail. Because if you fail, then afterwards you do something really funny, everybody's going to forget that you failed. And there's so much access and diff different ways to put yourself out there and do better next time that nobody's going to remember that you were, you were lousy last week. You know? So that was people that were making a living being funny who do stand up. So I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff just brought up that Rocky Horror Picture Show was considered a complete failure as oh, a movie the first absolutely. time it did. And absolutely. it's still playing in thousands of theaters. Thousands? Hundreds? And it's made more money than any other one film combined. In small, well, not Avatar thing. Like that. Yeah, not than Avatar. Yeah. So I, a next yeah. quote I want to jump into is expose yourself to your deepest fear. After that, Fear has no power, and the fear of freedom shrinks and vanishes. You are free. Jim Morrison. So a different way nice. we can handle our fear, you know, instead of avoidance, anger, submission, shutting down is another thing that we I didn't even talk about. You know, some people just completely shut down. But a different way to handle it is to deal with it. 
move forward into it. That is another way to deal with fear. You know? Nothing in life is to be feared, is only to be understood. Marie Curie. You know? Moving forward with that. Can you all hear me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? I'm going to read something that I found from a website that uh, is, talks about fear and choice. And it's from uh, mollygordon.com. And uh, I don't know if, if Rock Girl or Naomi Mimi could put up the, the actually the link is a lot longer that I got from my fine notes, but it's from mollygordon.com. Fear and choice. First and foremost, understand you always have a choice about how to respond and how to deal with fear. Mm -hmm. You can cave into it. You can struggle with it, accept it, or work around it. You always have a choice, a choice you can make again and again, or that you can change based on your assessment of what is best for you. You know, the most horrendous things, the most horrifying things in our lives, whether it's, you know, fear of spiders, fear of being on stage, fear of failure, fear of success. It is our choice how we deal with that. We don't need to be crippled by that fear. We don't need to be to be stopped uh, from moving forward by by just that nervous. Oh, I can't do that. Uh, somebody will make fun of me or or whatever. You can also choose to plow ahead. Get on stage, tell bad jokes, make people laugh. Even if it's nervous laughter, believe me, it works. Yeah. I've been there. Um, <laughs> Just this last. Yeah. So. You know, getting, well, getting away from actual performance-based fear, like we've been talking about. What about just the everyday stuff that people are afraid of? How do you go from the fear of rejection, the fear of failing personally, the, the fear of what some of the people put in the chat room? I know uh, Naomi Mimi saw a question earlier. I saw the same thing she's going to bring up. But it's how do you convert from that fear to somebody who's not afraid? And not just the performance stuff like you're talking about where you get on stage. I mean, some people don't ever want to be on stage. Some people just want to have a personal relationship that they don't sabotage have a personal relationship with somebody specific or what do you mean yeah i mean well you're talking about how you sabotage yourself from success that applies to relationships you know you there's the classic person who gets close to a woman or a woman gets close to a man and then they'll sabotage the relationship because they're afraid of being too close to somebody or you know what what was some of what was talked about before of well, like my own personal fear of, of failing inside of my family, not so much the the failing at what I do, but failing at who I am. I mean, how do you – you can't just get up on a stage and deal with that. How do you deal with that on a personal level? Well, I think that one of the first things that you can do is to find out why you have that fear. Look at the fear itself. You know, sometimes all it takes is looking at something, acknowledging it, and letting it go. Sometimes you have to dig deeper. Do you have a, a, a fear of uh, personal relationships? If you have a fear of anything like that, uh, fear of, you know, office relationships or dealing with, you know, people in management, you just have that kind of fear or, or talking to people, it's a good thing to do is start looking at why. What has caused this? Where does this come from? And then just looking at the fear itself. And then, you know, you can just find ways to get around it, work, work through it. Uh, always, I always think that exposure is good. I'm really afraid to talk to this kind of person. Okay, then one day talk to that kind of person. 
you know, find, find somebody, uh, uh, if you're not able to do this yourself, you can find help for that. I mean, if it's really a deep seated issue, therapy is always great. I'm a big advocate of that. You know, if it's not that deep, you know, maybe you just need somebody to help you, uh, to push you through or have somebody, a mentor show you how it is done, whether it's a relationship, whether it's business, what or whatnot. A lot of it is just exposure. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily make the fear go away. You know? I was going to save this quote for later, but it's perfect right now. Courage is being scared to death. Courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. John Wayne. I have my rant about, about courage. Without, without fear, there is no courage. You cannot have courage without fear. If you have no fear, you're just doing your job. If you are a soldier in war and you have no fear, you are just doing your job. If you have fear, then moving forward, being brave in spite of that, that's courage. Talking to different people, being in a relationship, uh, making new friends. You know, I, I live next door to, to the popular kids. And I was very shy when I was little. And when we first moved next door, they invited us over, my sister and myself. And at the time we were doing something we couldn't actually go over. But I was too shy after that to go over there. Many years later at my 20 year reunion, they invited a lot of people over to the house. And I went over there and I saw the parents again and I saw the kids. Everybody was so gracious. And I realized at that point, if I had gotten past my fear, my entire high school life would have been different. I would have not have been the nerdy little outsider. I would have been a nerdy little insider. But it was my own fear that, that kept me away from these people, that told me they're gonna be mean to me, they're gonna make fun of me, and all I really needed to do was go there and get to know them. So if I had gotten past that point and exposed myself to, to the people they really were, I would have had a different, a different outcome and different experience. And I think that's true in many things, whether it's your relationships, your, your job, things that you want to do, et cetera, et cetera. You have to find that courage to saddle up anyway. Now, in your, in your view of, of coaching, life coaching, and, and the different things that you do, what do you think is, or what part of fear is, uh, I guess a, a nice way to put it is foolish. It's just us putting stuff on ourselves that nobody else would ever put on us. What part of what part of you think is more internal that even the people around you go, well, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't you know, be afraid of speaking. Or not, I mean, not speaking. I'm sorry. I looked at you for a second. But you know what I mean? It's, it's, how many people are afraid to do things and their friends go, why are you afraid of that? You do that very, very well. But that person is it's all internal. How much do you think that, that plays in? Well, I think that, that a lot of the, if you ever seen What the Bleep Do We Know at the very end of the movie, uh, they show a situation where there's a wedding and it talks about being addicted to certain situations, being addicted to certain emotional responses from yourself. And it shows the woman that, that is, is having a good time and then suddenly spills something on her dress. She goes, this always happens to me. I hate it. And suddenly everybody's paying attention. She's, she's so addicted to that kind of situation and she's so comfortable in it that subconsciously she even creates it. However, this does not mean that the feelings are not real. You know, if you talk to people who really don't want to be in a relationship and they set themselves up with, with, you know, well, I fell in love with this tough guy who, you know, is kind of abusive and, and you know, but you really don't want to be in a relationship. You keep picking these guys that it's not going to work out for you. 
does not mean that the feelings are not real. They are not, it does not mean they are not really falling in love. There's just, you're going to pick this one so you can go, see, I tried, and this one didn't work out like I knew it wouldn't work out, but I really tried. Well, yes, you did, but you picked badly. So they're really feeling that fear, and it's unfair on some level to say to them that, oh, that's silly that you feel that way. Now, they need to find a way to stop being a victim of it, or they're going to be living in that fear all their life. And that's what's bad. But the feelings themselves, you know, that chemical response where you're actually feeling the physical nausea or whatever it is you're feeling is very real. You have to learn to work through that or work in spite of that. And then that will lessen. And I can speak very personally to that. I am actually, and, and I can come out and say it, I've I'm clinically diagnosed with general anxiety disorder. It's called GAD. And so I have a chemical imbalance in my brain where I I get terrified for reason. Absolutely no reason. It reduces me to a quivering, sobbing mass of human flesh. It's it's ugly, it's gross, it's disgusting, it's but there's nothing that I can do about it except breathe find people that understand that about me, find people that won't judge me for it, and people that can be like, okay, you know, take me by the shoulders and shake me and be like, all right, breathe, take a breath, move on. Or, you know, just understand that I can't help it. It'll pass. You know, I get panic attacks and then it it, it passes. And so when when someone is afraid of something the the best way and what i tell people you know if i get to a certain you know friendship level and and i guess here with with this crowd of people i feel comfortable in in, in saying all of this is when people ask me well, what can i do i'm like you just just let me get through it give me a safe place to deal with it don't tell me that i shouldn't feel that way because that doesn't help that just makes it worse because I'm already feeling bad enough out the fact that I'm I have this irrational panic and then and and then just just like a tough love thing like you're safe you're okay now snap out of it and so and everybody's different you know sometimes people it, it really they do just kind of need a, a smack um sometimes people do need someone to hold their hand but but when it's you know when it's someone that you don't understand their fear it's not necessarily even that that they're looking for you to understand it completely. Just empathy helps a lot. Where it's like, you know, I might not understand completely how that feels or what you're going through, but what can I do to help? And then and then hold them to it. You know, I, I have some very good people out here, um, the guy I'm working for included, who it's he, he can he can he can look at me and be like, snap out of it. And I'll be like, oh, right, you know. So it, it, we have that rapport of trust and and um, and knowing that he, the only time that he would say that to me is if it was getting bad. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I need to then stop and and look at my own behavior and how I'm dealing with it. Well, first, I want to thank you for sharing that with everybody, and that was that was a very brave thing to do. And I'm not being coy at all. Now, I appreciate. I appreciate that you're able to do that. And I know that takes a lot. So I want to say thank you. You're welcome. And I'm going to share another quote. 
because I like it. I learned, you can like it or not. I, I like, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Nelson Mandela. Nice. You know, I think one of the first things with dealing with fears is identify the problem. You know, you name the thing you fear and then, and again, exploring what that is, delving into that. You know, if you can identify the problem, sometimes, as I said, it's sometimes it's enough to be able to look at it and go, okay, I see that. I see that, but I'm not going to be a victim of it. If it takes a little more than, you know, slowly in, in stages, expose yourself to these feared situations. You know, <laughs> depending on what it is, as long as it's something you can do that with. You know, you don't want to do that with, well, I'm afraid of being mugged, so I'm going to go into dark alleys and overcome my fear. You know, that's not what we're talking about. You know, and Naomi has, uh, has had to deal with her very, very real condition, and she sought help on that. And that's another thing, whether it's therapy or medical help or, or something. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, you have something a little wrong with you and the doctors are screaming, ADD, take this pill. That's not the first step you take. But if it, if it gets in the way of, of you functioning and it gets in the way of your happiness, as long as not too much else is lost by what you have to do, you know, certainly therapy. Yes, and I, I've learned how to deal with it. I, I'm very careful about the way I live, what I put in my body, I, I exercise, I've, I've learned how to cope with it without pharmaceuticals. That's my personal choice. And I, I do revisit that every every year, honestly, where it's like, okay, you know, how is my quality of life right now? Um, do I need to go on something? You know, so if it if it becomes... I always tell people if it's an irrational thing, if it if it gets out of out of your control, where it's um, you're wondering what's going on, you know, definitely seek professional help. You know, I've I've had a lot of very good people in my life that have helped me with that, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong, and nothing to be embarrassed about if you know you want to seek a therapy or you want to you know go on medication just to help you get past that initial, you know, terrifying, oh my God, I don't know what to do with, with anything that you're afraid of. There's nothing to be ashamed of with that. Too many people frown upon professional help when it comes to that. And it's, it makes me sad because too many people live terrified and that's not a fun way to live. All right. You know, we can make use of that fear too sometimes. Again, fear is a negative emotion. It's not it's not a bad emotion. There's there's uses for it. You know, it's a great motivator. You know, whether you're 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 afraid of something and you wanna you wanna overcome it. You wanna go past that, you wanna hit that stage and, and tell your bad jokes. Or you're sick of being afraid of a certain situation and living in fear, so it moves you out of it. You know, it gets you to move away from things as well. You know, it gives us the impetus to change. Whether that's, that's you know, fear of embarrassment, I better study up on what I need to know, or I better learn to do this skill better, um, or whatever. It's, it's a great motivator. You know, it serves as a barometer. It shines on where we need to work, those things that we need to work on. Oh, I'm afraid of that. Then, then that's something I need to work on. 
you know what confidence comes comes from being prepared confidence comes from being prepared john wooden <laughs> well you know the the if you're going to learn the hard way at least learn from it you know don't keep doing it over and over again and just telling yourself you failed it's Get out there, you try it, you fail, you figure out what you did wrong this time, and you move forward with the next one. And that is honestly true for personal relationships. I've had to hit the wall with my head a bunch of times to figure out, this is what I did wrong. Let me not do that again. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for a different result. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for a different result. That is from Jeff. No, it's stolen. <laughs> not mine. It's not Jeff's, but he's that he he's whispering it uh, at me. <laughs> you know, it also provides a direction. Fear provides direction. It acts like a compass pointing outside of our comfort outside of our comfort zone. There's where my fear lies. That's where I need to go if I wish to grow. My outside my comfort zone is that way. I can tell it because I keep wanting to go that way. So if I go that way, I'm going to hit that next level. And I will cease to be afraid of this thing that I am afraid of. Swimming, riding a bike, driving a car, making new friends, traveling the country, social media, doing a live show, becoming a motivational speaker, having intimate relationship. Level, 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 level. Where's my, where's your fear pointing you? Where's outside your comfort zone? If you're not sure, I don't know what I need to work on. I don't, yeah, I don't I'm okay. Find your fear. Do a self diagnostic, you know, diagnostic as data used to say, find your fear and go, Oh, that's what I'm afraid of. Well, that's where I'm going. Make friends other, with your fear. Say again. Make friends with your fear. Make friends with your fear. Absolutely. Make peace with it. Yeah. Now, not necessarily the thing that you're afraid of. You know, especially if that that's a harmful thing. But the fear, it's your buddy, it's your pal. It's negative. <laughs> and inopportune. If I was less afraid, I could talk to my bosses and get that raise or put my idea forward much better. Instead of keeping my mouth shut. And then listening to somebody else who says the very same idea I had and getting all the praise for it. Ever have that situation? Oh, I could have said that. I thought about it five minutes ago. Hmm. And I didn't. Although sometimes your job is, is letting someone in a different position believe it was their idea so that the thing you want to see happen actually happens. Right. Right, we had a quiet. We got a quiet group tonight, or at least right now. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm at South by Southwest, and it's like the last day this week. I've haven't had a lot of sleep. <laughs> Everyone's loud in the chat box. Yeah, everybody's chatting in the chat box. But um, but I will say, the fear is our guidance system. Fear kind of lets us know which things we're not solid on, or which things, you know, energetically need some attention. That's difficult to talk about. So, you know, it's it's not that it's a bad thing in our world. It's that we might not be as powerful when we're dealing with fear, but it's there to let us know that there's this place that we're not as powerful. Mm-hmm. I always say if, if someone reacts very strongly to something that you say to them or you point out, you know, it, it, 
in a relationship, especially. Um, I know there were things with with my uh, with my recent breakup that we we knew that if we said something on a certain topic, we would get a certain angry or fearful response, and that was always mm-hmm. those areas that we were insecure about that we were that we were afraid of them coming up or coming true. And, and that's where making peace with that is so helpful because that helps you to not have that knee jerk reaction, that amygdala, you know, fight or flight response. It becomes a, yes, you know, you can look at it with your rational mind, observe it, say, okay, yes, this is a part of me. And now I'm going to move past that. Mm-hmm. How many of you are being quiet tonight because this is really hitting home? Because this is hard to talk about. It's it's ripping something open. Hulk. 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 Excellent. Excellent. I think that um, I think we've said everything that we can for this for this lighthearted discussion on fear, dancing with fear. We all know what it is. Now, the, the trick is, what's next? You know, dealing with that fear. And that's almost a very private thing, unless, you're, you, unless you have a mentor or a coach or a therapist or somebody that you're bringing in and, and to help you get out through it. It's a very intimate thing with yourself. You're doing it by yourself a lot because it's, it's, it's personal. It's, it's vulnerable. And finding that balance between dealing with it, you know, alone, and, you know, in your quiet time, in your meditation, and your, in your quote unquote happy place, um, and then reaching out to other people because, you know, n- none of us is an island. You know, we all need each other. And when you shut yourself off from people, you you really shut yourself off from that that lifeblood of of being human and. We, we do, we need people and we need time to deal with it ourselves. You know, we can't put all of our shit on other people. We have to deal with it. Is this like prime time where I'm not supposed to say shit? Sorry. Um, but uh, so yeah, it's, it's a balance between, you know, putting it out there and, and then, you know, taking whatever feedback you get and, and going and whether you're spiritual or not, it's so good to, whether you want to pray or meditate or just sit on a rock and look at the sky, you know, whatever you want to call it, we need to do both to get past, get past these things. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, boys and ghouls, I think we've come close to our hour. Your time is up. (laughs) (laughs) And the, and the very next thing we should do, that we're talking about is going to be our very next live show. It's about taking action. And that will be in two Tuesdays. And I don't have that date in front of me. Anybody can spout it out right now. It's Tuesday. Is it April 1st? Oh, is it going to be two Tuesdays? 29th. The 20. Yeah, it'll it'll be the 29th. It's it's before the end of, before the end of the month. Because this is a three, this is a five week month. The 29th. Yeah. Yep. March 29th. So March 29th. Is it March 29th? <laughs> yep. March 29th. <laughs> taking action, which I like to call it taking action, Jackson. Okay. All right. It was a, it was a, never mind. 
<laughs> it was a bad movie before that. It was a little, you know, action figure doll that I had. Shut up. No. <laughs> it's part of my child. Boy Barbie. Hey. Barbies for boys. Action Barbie. figures. Oh, yes. I had my little ponies. Thank you very much. You had oh, little what? Oh. Oh, oh, my little my ponies. Little ponies. <laughs> okay. Different than what I heard. <laughs> oh. I heard it different. Never mind. My little... Oh, yes. I wonder. <laughs> so I'm going to give a uh, shout out to my panel here on the side. I want to thank Bonnie Rocks, as always, for coming in, even when she is attending a convention. You can find her at Ronnie Rocks. I'm in a hotel room. She has, she's in a hotel room. Two beds. Very nice. Very nice. RonnieRocks.com. She does kind of a foodie thing and, and other stuff. Check her out there. I got David Powell, my web guy, DCP3450, who who was quiet tonight and did not horrify us with his asks. I warned him oh with bodily harm if he did it again. Jack, and all the way to the top, that is Tom Burns, who is just stoically standing. So maybe he does not paying attention at all. He's probably playing a game. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He is working on a new, a brand new Tortuga game, video game. So, oh yeah. sweet! I'm gonna go right back down to Ronnie. Very, very funny thing that you were showing the zombie thing. Very hilarious, yeah. but you, your timing was bad in that you chose to show it during Naomi's speech, and I was like, not now. <laughs> no, sorry, I was answering a question in the chat box with it. Oh, well, good. I'm glad somebody can read that stuff. <laughs> Of course, Big C, my producer, Bear Crawling Nation, BearCrawlingNation.com, BearCrawling.com, something out there. Both of those work. Of which this is a, will soon be a podcast part of. Yes. So you'll be able to find us at BearCrawlingNation.com as well as other places, but right now I'm pimping him out. And Hugh for what is Hugh's show? Hugh's show is the road show. It's the one that we did 30 minutes before this one. The road show. And because he's from Rhode Island, it's spelled that way. So check him out. He's one of the people in the chatterbox that, that bops in now and again. Yes. I want to thank my, my good friend over here, Jeff Southwick, for, for <laughs> throwing out some cool comments. Single Man Studios. Single Man Studios. He does, what do you do? Video, audio, photography. Video, audio, photography, all that kind of stuff. Well, since we're pimping everybody else out and I was going to do it anyways, I want to invite everybody who is here to become a friend at stickcam.com slash mortarworld. Friend us here so you can be our buddies. I don't know what, what that does, but it makes me feel good as the numbers <laughs> go up. And, of course, you can find us at facebook.com slash mortarworld and twitter.com slash mortarworld and soon mortarworld.com, but not yet. Thank you, one and all, for joining us here on the other side of live. I will see you in two weeks for Taking Action Jackson. And if I can find one of those damn dolls, I'm bringing it. <laughs> nice. Everybody have a great night. I will chat with you later. Hey, soul sister, ain't that Mr. Mr. on the radio? Stereo, the way you fool, baby, no. Hey, soul sister, I don't want to miss a single thing you do.
night 